Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. So glad you're here tonight. Hey, how about this weather? It's good to see the sun out. Boy, doesn't that make you feel much better? And It's warmed up and got rid of all that snow that Pastor Scott likes so well. That he, <laughs> that he, if you've heard his message, you probably heard that he had a, quite a time driving down to Tulsa with the snow and everything, but it's not lasting long, so we're glad of that, and praise God. Hey, I, I don't know if you got to see uh, uh, Joab uh, Fisher on Sunday. You need to get hooked in and watch that. It, it'll be online for a while now. You can go on and see it if you had to get to live stream it on Sunday. Uh, I, I'm very impressed with a young man, probably, I don't know what, Joab, maybe 30 or so, and uh, uh, smuggling Bibles and leading, leading uh, uh, groups that came over to, to, um, in the mission field from Hong Kong to China at 13 years old, he and his brother, 13 and 12, and I think, wow. Of course, that's what he grew up with, and that's all he knew, but he's still passionate about China and about the world, and he's passionate about uh, winning the lost and praying. So he reminded us of many things we know, but just it's, it's a confirmation to us that we need to pray. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're, not, we're standing against the powers of darkness, and there is a battle going on, but the victory has been assured. Jesus won the victory on the cross, amen? So the Satan's defeated, but we have to keep him in his place. So I pray that you're praying, and I hope that uh, you'll continue to, to uh, uh, be a part of what we do around here on, uh, on our prayer meetings. And if you can't be here, just take the time to pray at home, amen? Amen, because you have authority, amen. So let's pray and get started tonight. Father, we thank you so much for your word. <laughs> You sent your word and healed us and delivered us and saved us. And, and so we thank you so much for it. And we ask you to just now open it up to us tonight that we might hear your word and build our faith and do the things you've called us to do in this day and this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I want to just talk to you about pursuit. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's interesting that people will pursue all kinds of things, but uh, I thought about, you know, you've heard about uh, police officers and stuff. They were in pursuit. And sometimes they'll say, and they were in hot pursuit. Well, I want to talk to you about being passionately in hot, in hot pursuit for the things of God, for the presence of God. And uh, the starting point of all accomplishment is desire. But the proof of desire is in pursuit. Amen? And if you want to know about God, you want to know who he is, you want to know more about him, you got to pursue him. Because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him or pursue him. Now, uh, there is rewards to be uh, of pursuit too. There's being in the presence of God and being uh, learning the word of God, knowing the, uh, being in that place where you're always pursuing after him. And so over in uh, 2 Kings, this is some uh, scriptures I remember from some time ago. Uh, this is the story of Elisha and Elijah. And Elisha was uh, was a... Uh, being, uh, was a, uh, uh, a mentor, being mentored by Elijah. And, you know, Elijah, he wanted him to go with him. He threw his mantle on him. He said, come with me. And, and Elisha had to go back and, and bury, uh, uh, tend to his family and so forth. But he did catch up with him. He came back to him 
immediately started following him. But in 2 Kings chapter 2, uh, Elijah is said to Elisha, stay here. Now, he was going down and, and to Gilgal, from Gilgal, and he, was, he said, stay here, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and you, your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Then in verse 4, it says, Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Jericho. And then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. But he said, This is Elias, Elias or Elisa, I'll get it here in a minute. Elijah and Elisha. Elisha said to him, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. The, po the point is, Elijah wasn't going to go anywhere that Elisha, Elijah, Elisha wouldn't go with him. Amen? He was going to pursue the prophet of God and the anointing of God. He was staying hard. And you know the story It went on when, when Elijah went up to heaven. Uh, he, Elisha had it twice the anointing <laughs> the, when the mantle came upon him. So we have to know that there, there's, a, there's a price to be paid to follow hard after God, but there's a reward that comes in, his, in the pursuit of him. Amen? Amen. Now we see the story over in, in Daniel Another part of the story, you know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were, they were being persecuted for who they are, and, and they were, uh, were going to be put in the fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to the enemy, amen, the decrees of the king, in other words. And so it, uh, they told him to put him in the, uh, in the, the fiery furnace. It, it says in verse 15 of chapter 3 of of Daniel 3. Now, if you're ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, uh, harp, lair, and, uh, uh, and symphony, with all, uh, symphony with all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you will be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the, who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, were hard after God. They were they were they followed hard after the Lord. And it says that verse sixteen, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, will be able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Now listen, they had they knew God could and would deliver them. They went into this with, with peace and, and no anxiety because they knew their God. They had been pursuing God and they knew their God. But it goes on to say, and he will deliver us from, from your hand, O king. But if not, now some would say, if not, what? in other words, they're saying it doesn't make any difference. He will, but if that weren't the case, even if he didn't, we will let it be known to you, we will not serve your gods. In other words, they knew that he would, God would deliver them. But even if there was a chance that he wouldn't, they wouldn't serve other gods, but they knew he was going to deliver them. So there, there is something to be said about pursuit, pursuing God more than anything else. You know, 
we had a discussion this morning in our small group about uh, having an expectancy. We were talking about the uh, woman with the issue of blood. You know that story over in, it's in Matthew, it's in Mark and Luke, the story is, and about the issue of blood. And she had been uh, uh, having a condition, a health condition for 12 years. <laughs> Spent all she had, went to all sorts of physicians. And then it said, but she had heard about Jesus. Listen, she had heard, what did she hear about Jesus? She heard that he was healing people and saving people. He was the rabbi that was doing all the healing. Amen? And she said, if I must, may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She said, and as she went forth and touched his garment, and immediately her, her uh, issue dried up. The blood issue dried up. Listen, she had an expectation she pursued the one that could deliver her, the one that could, you know, give her the healing power of God. It says Jesus felt the power of uh, virtue go out of him right immediately. She had an expectation. But you know what? She had to pursue him. She, it was, it was uh, we talked about it, it was in Jewish culture of that day, she shouldn't have been on the street. She shouldn't have been on the street with that issue of blood that she was having. But she, she pushed through all of that stuff to pursue him to touch the hem of his garment. You know why? Because she knew if she touched him, she'd be made whole. How many of you know when we, if we would pursue God, and you say, well, well, I desire this and that of, of the Lord. But do you pursue him? The proof of desire is in pursuit. You have to pursue the things of God. If you want to change your life from where you've been to where God wants you to go, you have to what? pursue God. You have to pursue his word. You have to understand his word. You have to begin to walk out what he tells us. Now, we have to do so in passion. How many of you know we're not going to be remembered for a lot of things in life, but, but people will remember if you're passionate about something and passionate about different things, but especially if you're passionate about the Lord. Amen? Listen to this passion uh, for him. The psalmist said, one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. How I many you know that's pursuit? That's pursuit. That's his desire. And he says, I, I not only desire it, I will seek the Lord. I'll come after him. I pray tonight that that's your desire. You know, I've talked, we here recently, the guys have been in and we've talked about different things and I think about people that have so many gifts and talents. You can see them on there, but they don't pursue God. They don't, uh, they don't seek the Lord. They do their own thing, you know? And, and what, it, what it always speaks to me is this: the wheel of life. It's like a big wheel with a, a hub and spokes coming out of that, uh, all over that. And unfortunately, many Christians... <laughs> make their relationship with God and with the Lord Jesus a spoke rather than the hub of all that he do. And everything, everything we do should, should come out of that. We should walk by faith, live by faith. Everything we do should be in faith. Amen? Well, we can't do that unless Jesus is the hub of our life. And you know, many people will say, well, yeah, I, I, I go to a good church and, and I, you know, and and I show up now and then, or I maybe I you go every week. But you know, that's not enough. That doesn't make him the hub. That makes him a spoke. Amen? 
Well, we're to pursue him with all we have in us. Our, our uh, uh, mission statement out here, we're to live the gospel and preach the gospel. Everything about our lives should be living for the, the things of God. Amen? But it goes on to say he inquired of him and he wanted to live in the house of the Lord forever. How many of you know that passion is the, or the magnetic force that has the ability to push and pull? It is power necessary to boost us from the launching pad and into orbit in spite of our ineptness. Amen? Doesn't matter where you've been. But your passion for Christ can boost you into further things. We can go from faith to faith to glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen? We're growing in this. It's a going on. But you can't, pursue, you can't do that without pursuit of him. Now, uh, remember the story of Mary Magdalene? Mary Magdalene, who was, uh, in, they say, in prostitution. She was delivered from it. And she, she took the, the, the uh, perfume and, and uh, poured it on Jesus' feet and, and wiped his, her, his feet with her hair with tears running down her face. You know, Mary was uh, at the cross and was at the, one of the first one to be at the tomb. Why? Because she was still pursuing Jesus. And are we pursuing Jesus the way we need to? If we will, we'll begin to have uh, uh, rewards of his presence. How many of you know there's no power in, without his presence? <laughs> we were talking about that this morning in a small group. We we're doing a healing on healing, and we're watching Keith Moore now. But you know, it Keith was talking this morning about uh, Jesus would be at certain places. Remember when he was in his hometown? There was the power there to heal and deliver, but it was never activated. Why? Because nobody began to come to him and ask him and believe for it. Amen. Amen. They weren't pursuing him. They were saying, well, this is just Jesus. It wasn't he this carpenter's son and all that. Listen, we can put him in that box, but if we put him as the, the ruling king of glory, that he is who he said he is, and we pursue him, guess what? The power that, that to deliver us, to heal us, to set us free is always there, and we can activate it, amen, by pursuing him. Uh, there's a, there was a uh, the nuns, the singing nuns, <laughs> And they used to sing a song, uh, uh, Mother Teresa, you know, she had such a heart for the hurting and, and the, the, the poor. But they would sing, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. On earth, I long to be like him. All through life's journey, I only ask to be like him. Well, that's pursuing him. That's wanting to be like him. Amen. How many of you want to be like him tonight? How many of you want to, to do the things that he said we could do? How many of you want to... Uh, uh, be a blessing to others as he's blessed us. Amen. I talk. I thought about this. Uh, if you've ever read the book of Mor Mor uh, uh, Martyrs, uh, Fox's book of Martyrs, uh, it has. It talks about all sorts. Actually, it goes up and through the history of time, uh, from the cross on, uh, who died for the, for the cross or for Jesus. But uh, you think about. Uh, I want to talk about his disciples and his apostles. Stephen was in passionate pursuit of the Lord, even unto his death. Can you imagine that? A passionate uh, pursuit of, of the Lord. He was, he was all about the Lord. Amen? Uh, how about James, the brother of John? Listen to what happened to him. Now, you can't, you can't live the kind of life these disciples lived in the, in the book of Acts, the ones I'm going to talk about, 
without pursuing him and having a passion for the things of God. The brother of John was brought to the tribunal seat that brought him a seat. He that brought him was the cause of his trouble. The person that, uh, that troubled James, this person brought him to the tribunal seat, seeing to him to be condemned to suffer death, was such moved in his heart and conscience that as he went to the execution, he confessed himself of his own accord to be a Christian. They were led forth together on the way he asked of James to forgive him what he had done. James had a little pause and turned to him and said, Peace be to you, to thee, brother, and kissed him. Both were beheaded together in A.D. 36. Wow. You can't do that without pursuing Jesus. We get afraid of somebody saying, Well, you, 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 you think, you think uh, you're a Christian, and why do you, you know, you... Uh, we get nervous about people around that persecute us with their, what they say about us. How can we do that? Thomas, preaching in, through the Middle uh, mid East, was slain with a dart in India. Simon, the brother of Jude, crucified in Egypt. Simon, the apostle, preached in Africa and was crucified. How about Peter? Peter was crucified upside down. You don't do that unless you've been pursuing <laughs> the one that gave his life for you. Amen? I pray tonight. I, I, I know this is kind of a, a little disconjointed here, but I'm trying to show you that what we need in this hour is hot pursuit of the things of God. Oh, my goodness. Put away all the things that don't mean anything. All the things that are going to burn, wood, hay, and stubble, and begin to seek the things that are for eternal, eternally going to be. And that, that, we can do that with pursuing God. Then we see Paul in Acts chapter 9. Paul, I'm going to talk about Paul here a little bit more here in a minute, but Paul was pursuing Christians. You know, Paul was a zealot. Uh, he was pursuing God, thinking he was doing God's will. And then he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. My goodness. And after that, <laughs> after that, he pursued him all the way to his death. He was beheaded all the way to his death. Can you imagine that? But over in, in, in one of my favorite passages of scripture is over in Philippians chapter three. This is one that I think everybody, you should read this more often because it helps, it helps me all the time. Because you know, we both, we both, we all have a past life and we all have done things we probably weren't proud of, maybe we didn't, you know, and, and but, but Paul, here's Paul, you know, in Acts, or, or Philippians chapter 3. And he's talking uh, in verse 4. Though I also have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Uh, concerning the righteousness which in, is in the law, blameless. Now, Paul was, Paul was born into the right family. <laughs> he was born into a wealthy family. He was born into one, you know, uh, Paul went to the University of Tarsus. They used to call him Saul of Tarsus. But he sat in, under the greatest teachers of the law. Uh, he was a rising star. He was, on, you know, he was persecuting the church. He was putting people in prison 
and, and sending them off to the lions for believing in Christianity, right? So he says he was, uh, he was at the top of the pinnacle as far as self-righteousness goes. He was all that. But it goes on to say, but what things were gained to me, these things I've counted what? Lost for Christ. Lost. For, do you count those things that, that you thought were, you know, you might have had a great education, you might, and I hope you do, but, and a great job, and you might be living, you know, the yuppie life and all that. <laughs> but have you counted them lost for the things of God? He goes on to say, when he, I, I like what he said, persecuting the church. Don't you know that the enemy would come to him probably more times than not and say, look what you did to the Christians, but Paul said, God lays nothing to my charge. How many of you know when you've asked for forgiveness and, and accepted Christ, you know God doesn't lay anything to your past to your charge? That should help somebody tonight. Get over the old self, amen? Put on the new self. But he goes on to say, yet indeed I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of the Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may, what? Gain Christ. He's saying, I'm still going after Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Now, what does he say? Here he is, Paul, running the race. He's been uh, uh, leading people to Christ. He's been uh, starting churches. He's been throughout these different places of, uh, all over the, uh, uh, the known world at that time. But here's what he says. Here's what I want, that I might know him <laughs> and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means, I might attain to the resurrection from the dead. Now it goes on to say, not that I've already attained. How many of you know we're not there yet? We haven't attained everything that God has for us, but he says, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I do this. I press on. How many of you know we need to press on? We need to pursue God like never before. Uh, it goes on to say that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He says, brethren, I don't count myself and having apprehended. Listen, Paul's saying after all this, wrote, <laughs> we're reading lessons from Paul. We're reading letters from Paul. Started churches, uh, did all sorts of uh things, uh, gifts of the Spirit, moving in, all kinds of things. He said, I haven't apprehended yet what Christ has, but one thing, forgetting those things that lie behind and reaching forward. How many of you know where to forget that lie? Well, you don't know what happened to me, uh, Brother Mike. You don't know what, where I've been, what hurts. And, no, forgetting those things. Well, also, he said, forgetting those things about all the schooling I had, all the, uh, I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was the right, uh, of the right uh, religion and all that. I forget all of that. Listen, you probably need to forgive, forget some things that's been in your past, that the devil tries to bring up. How, how many of you know you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things that pass away, behold, all things that become new, and you need to let the devil know that you know. <laughs> Amen. So he says, who are what's, uh, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching to those things which are ahead. How many of you know there's things still ahead for us? You got breath, there's things still ahead for you. Amen? But how do we get there? He goes on to tell us. 
I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on. I pursue on. I've, I'm not just barely going on. I'm pressing on hot. <laughs> I'm burning up. I'm, the road is like being out on the highway. You're burning up the road to get somewhere. Amen? Well, we need to burn up the, uh, our, our passion for the things of God in this day and this hour. Let people, it'll be all over us. <laughs> you know, the, the, what was it uh, uh, that had the word shut up in my bones or in, and, and that I could not be quiet? It was like a fire shut up in my bones, you know? Well, that's the way we need to be about things of God. But you won't get there unless you pursue him. Pursuing him. Amen? He goes on to say, Therefore, let us, as many are as mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Paul was saying, right in the midst of all that's going on in my life, I'm going to pursue him. Forgetting those things that I've done, the good things, bad things, whatever. What am I going to do? I want to know him. And in order to know him, I got to pursue him like never before. Amen? But Paul was preheaded. He went to his death. He was a martyr. Listen, we're living in a world today where we might be set up to be martyrs. <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm not looking forward to that. But if you don't know him, if you don't pursue him, you'll never know. Uh, be able to do what he's called to do even in this, this generation we're living in. It, three areas I just want to say for passion and pursuit. We run our race with no holes barred as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Model of or the character of a passionate servant of Christ. Do people know you're passionate about Jesus? I hope they do. The model of the ultimate goal of sharing Christ with others. That, that's where we're at tonight. Listen, I wrote this down. You will be remembered only in life for your passions. Let God consume you. Let the Lord be your passion. Whatever you do, that's the scripture here, whatever you do, do it heartily or openly uh, with your whole heart as to the Lord and not unto men. That's passion, my friends. We must recapture the fervent passion that does not uh, acknowledge limitations. John Mason writes, know your, uh, know your limitations, then forget them. <laughs> you know, so we need to do that. We need passion for the things of God like never before. I hope you hear this message tonight and it encourages you to, to, to look ahead at what God has for you and begin to pursue him like never before. Can you do that? I know you can. So let's pray before I get off here. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for the word of God. We thank you, Lord, that in these short messages, I just wanted to be an encouragement to people that we're looking forward to what you have for us, not looking back to where we've been. It's good to remember things in the past, sometimes good things like 40 years here at the church, but we got more things to do now. And wherever, wherever these people, wherever people are hearing this, my voice tonight, they'll begin to recount, Lord, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. I want to know you. And Lord, make that be so for each one of us that we'll run our race with passion so we might hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So we just give you all the praise tonight for who you are, for always helping us in our life, for the journey we're on, working out our salvation with fear and trembling, that we might know you in a greater way, even today, than, than we've known even in the past. So we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, 
Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.